when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Hey there, Sari Delamont here with you for another episode of H2H. That's what people are calling it, From Hostage to Hero. If you're not in our From Hostage to Hero Facebook group, what is your problem? And I'm not sure when this podcast episode is going to drop, but you may have missed it um, already. But if you haven't, <laughs> we have or are going to do a founder's launch for the H2H membership. If for some reason uh, you want to get in on that membership and it's still open at the time this podcast drops, you want to go to fromhostagetohero.com and check it all out. It's a place for you to practice, it's a place for you to get uh less scared of going to trial. It's a place for you to increase your nonverbal intelligence. It's a place for you to gain some confidence. It's awesome. And if by chance this podcast has dropped before or after the founder's launch has closed, mark your calendars because we'll be opening for, again, we only open a couple times a year, three or four at the most, on October 1st. So mark your calendar. We'll be opening again. All right, if you haven't reviewed the book or the podcast, please do so at the From Hostage to Hero website. Um, no, you can, well, no, you can go to Trial Guides actually to review the book and then you can go to iTunes or wherever you listen. And even if it's just marking the star rating, please do that. Which just brings me to today uh, because I want to tell you something very, very important. I got my first two-star review on the book. Two stars, y'all. Two stars. In fact, I'm going to look it up as we're talking because I want to tell you what this person had the audacity to say about my book. And I'm going to tell you why this is so important. So about trial guys right now. Okay. Hitting the buy now button. All right. So if we go down and we take a look at the rating, two stars, where is it? Where is it? It was here somewhere. Um, here is what they said. I have to kind of look because it's like buried down. Let's see. I think it's at the last one. Two-star review of From Hostage to Hero. And he said, read like a self-help book. Y'all, that's what he said. That's what E and S had to say about my book. And I want to tell you why this two-star review is so freaking important. Here's what it is. I want to thank Ian right now for this because this is what most of us tend to avoid and twist ourselves into knots so that we never have to read the bad reviews. We never have to be criticized. In fact, I've been waiting. What, the book came out in November? So it's been at least six months now, more, seven, eight months. I'm like, where are the bad reviews? I mean, I get that y'all love the book. And I'm so thrilled that you love the book. And I love hearing about how you love the book. But I thought I had done something wrong because I'm like, there's no bad reviews. Now, don't go and flood my, my thing with bad reviews if you don't really think it's a bad book. But I'm going to tell you something crazy, y'all. The minute I got that bad review, I was like, finally, it's here. And thank God it is. Now, before you think I'm gone and lost my freaking mind, what I want to point out to you is that if you are not 
creating something that people are criticizing, you are wasting your fucking time. Let me say that again. If you are not creating something that people are criticizing, you're not trying hard enough. Said it a little differently the second time, for those of you who noticed. And when I did not get the, criti- the criticism, I was a little bit worried. Listen, this is advice that I got years and years ago from Seth Godin, who is probably the most well-known marketing guru of all time. He has the book, The Purple Cow. He has the book, Tribes, which is fantastic. That book, Tribes, is fantastic. The Dip. I mean, he has so many books, I can't name all of them. And what he talks about is how real leaders are doing things to change something. And if you're trying to change something, you are going to get criticized because there are people that do not want things to change or they will read or, or, or watch or whatever, consume whatever you've created and they will think this is bullshit because they want things to stay the same. He says, and I so agree with this, and I may have said this on a podcast before, that he would rather have a hundred devoted fans than a thousand people who could care less in terms of marketing. And he's absolutely right. And I want you to also be thinking about this concept. Because for me, for example, I am this gal that swears a lot and says y'all, even though she's not from the South, because I just decided to steal it from my, my Texan people who I love. And I love y'all, so I use it all the time. And I have super radical ideas. And I talk a lot about mindset, which people think is woo-woo and self-help. <laughs> and, and all kinds of other shit. And I'm a classically trained pianist that probably shouldn't even be doing this work on paper. And there are people who just can't stand me. I'm sure they're out there. I mean, Ian was kind enough not to to totally, you know, take me down. But I'm sure there are people out there who I think I am a total shyster, that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, uh, whatever it may be. And I'm glad for that. Here's the thing. So many of us are trying to figure out how to go through life and not piss people off and have everybody like us. Oh, my God. Stop with that shit. One... It's not possible on any level to do that, to accomplish that. And two, that's not what you want to be doing. Because if you want to really live a life of excellence, you're going to piss some people off. Because those are the ideas that we need to get out in the world. And, and how this, this plays out in court, for example, is that we tend to try And do everything in our power so that we never get objected to, so that we never piss off the defense, so that we never piss off the judge, so that we don't ruffle the feathers of the jury. I've talked about all these things in the podcast episodes, right? I mean, there's a whole episode on you don't have to care so much about what the jury thinks. Radical, right? But it's true. There are certain things that we do that are good for the jury and good for the case and good for group dynamics that the jury may not understand right off the bat, but ultimately are exactly what we need to be doing in our cases. And yet we're scared to do it because we're so afraid of being criticized. Listen, if you really want to take your career and your life to the next level, You have to stop being so concerned with whether people like you or not. Now, so many of you are, I don't give a shit if people like me. Yeah, but you kind of do. 
and you'd be human. I mean, it, 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 I was a little like, oh, Ian didn't like the book. I don't even know who Ian is, but Ian, I'm sorry you didn't like the book or that was too self-helpy. But on the other hand, I was like, and Ian's not my people. He's not in my tribe. That doesn't make Ian wrong. It just makes him Ian. And by the way, I'm not suggesting that you go out and you try to piss off the Ians in the world just to piss people off. That's not my point at all. What I am saying is that you should believe so much in your case, in what you're writing and what you're creating and what you're doing in your life, that you are willing to be criticized and not only willing to be criticized, but actively expect it. You know, I've said it previously that maybe I haven't. I can't remember what I say <laughs> between clients and podcasts and whatnot. Y'all are so good to put up with me. But I've said before on some level that this job that y'all have chosen, there's my y'alls again, is one that is riddled with saboteur, right? The fact that so much is on the line means that y'all have chosen to be in a battle with your saboteur until the rest of time. That's just part of the territory. And I also want you to be consider, considering that what you're also doing is also going to be criticized. Because the more power you have and the more power you choose to step into, the more that freaks out the other side. Because they already know that you stand on the right, as I've also said before. They already know you have the high moral ground. So the minute you start to actually recognize that and step into your power and really play from that place, hell yeah, they're going to start criticizing you. Hell yeah, they're going to start objecting. Hell yeah, you're going to get a lot of pushback. And my suggestion is that you accept this and, and assume that it is going to happen and stop being so surprised by it and stop being so hurt by it. You know, when I have clients that come to me and they are so just butthurt about their latest trial and how horrible the judge was to them and how horrible the defense was to them, I think to myself that you that was probably one of your best performances. Because when you're playing big, when you're really going all in, you're putting it out there, how, why are you expecting people are going to like that shit? They're not. Why? Because you're standing in your power. Because you're putting it out there. Because you're not afraid. Wow, that's the scariest thing to someone who lives in fear is when someone else is not afraid. Not afraid to speak the truth. Not afraid to passionately tell a story. Not afraid to put it out there. That's why I loved getting my two-star review. I mean, was it like super like heartwarming? No. But I was like, here it is. Here it is. Here they start coming. I'm going to start getting criticized for my work because if I had written something safe that everybody liked and never got criticized, it would be a piece of shit. I tell you right now, it should be tossed in the fireplace. Your work should be radical if it's going to change anything. Now, maybe there's some of you out there who don't want to change anything. Fine. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about those of you, and I know who you are, that want to change things, but you're so afraid to put your ideas out there because you're going to be criticized. And I'm telling you, until and unless you are criticized and willing to be criticized and looking forward to being criticized, you will not change a damn thing. Criticism is a sign that you are saying and doing something important. Because if you weren't, people wouldn't give a shit. They wouldn't look at you 
twice. And those of us who want to live radical uh, lives and change the world are those of us who are willing to put our ideas on paper or speak them out loud in front of an audience in spite of how we may be criticized. That's the part that I want you to see this. We tend to look at criticism and we think that it's this sign that we've done something wrong. My friends, in nearly all cases, it's a sign that you're onto something, that you're shaking things up. And this is hard to do. Yes, I understand. This is not for everybody. Not all of us are meant to be crusaders. I just happen to be one of those people that doesn't give a shit. what most people think. I care very much about what my tribe thinks. But see, that's a very different thing altogether. When I get great feedback from my tribe, from those of you who are like, hey, sorry, I've tried this or that. And and this is what I don't understand. Or I would suggest you add this. I take that feedback very seriously because these are my people. You are my people. And I learn from you. I wouldn't be where I am today without you. So I take that very seriously. The problem that so many of you get into is when you start taking the criticism of people who are not in your tribe seriously. They do not understand your work. They do not understand what you're trying to do. They have absolutely zero interest in helping you forward that mission that you have identified. Why are you taking their criticism seriously? That, those are not the people you need to be listening to. It's your people you need to be listening to. And even with your people, you need to take that with a grain of salt because you know your work the best. So yes, don't go in blindly, never listen to anybody, but also know what's true. When I first started and I started with this whole jurors are hostages, they don't want to be here. Why are we talking about all this other stuff before we talk about this? I was a lone voice out there. When I started talking about designed alliance, this is still very, very controversial you mean you can tell the jurors right out the bat that you'll try to, you'll, you'll be okay with letting them go if they don't want to be here? I can't tell you how much pushback I've had on that. I still believe it. I'm still teaching it. Have I tweaked it? Yes, because my people have suggested different ways of how they could get that to work. Great. But there are other people who just dismiss it on hand, and that would never work. I could never do that. Not my people. Who are your people? What are you, worth, what are you willing to fight for? Are you willing to be criticized in court because you're standing on the side of the right? Whether you're creating something or arguing a case in front of a panel of jurors, what I want to just remind you of is that your job isn't to get everybody to like you or never be pissed off at you. No, your job is also not to try to piss people off just to do it for fun because it can be fun sometimes. Your job, your job, my friends, is to be passionately committed to what you believe is right and know that when it gets criticized, you are on the right track. I'm here to support you. Badass to badass. We've got this. We've got this shit. All right, get in the membership if it's still open. I I probably should have looked at that before I did this. And if not, mark your calendars for October 1st. Love you, my friends. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sari Delamart. 
Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sari's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.